Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. In episode two, we covered one of the most difficult obstacles for many couples planning their wedding, parents and how to deal. If you missed it, make sure you check it out along with lots of other shows on onefabday.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So today on the show, we're going to change focus a little bit. We'll be looking at things from the perspective of people attending weddings. This episode's basically a crash course on how not to be an awful wedding guest. We'll be talking about stuff like how to RSVP on time, how to bust a move on the dance floor without hitting the bar too hard, and also how to be a good pal to one of your friends who's getting married. One Fab Day Expert Wedding Tips. Every week on the podcast, we make a little space to give you a really, really handy and easy to digest tip about wedding planning. And this week is no different. So Claire, what have you got for us? My tip this week is work as if you're getting married a month before you actually are. So basically on your calendar, set the date a month behind. Yeah. So we got married at the end of July and we pretended as if we were getting married at the end of June. We worked, we did the ceremony booklets, the table plan, all the very last minute details you normally do in the final month, we did in the second last month. And it meant we had the last few weeks to just chill out and enjoy the lead up. It's a fake deadline, but it works, right? It does work. And I recommend all couples do it. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. So Claire and I have some experience with getting married, but a lot more experience with attending weddings. A lot more experience. Many, many, many weddings. So this week we want to chat about guests and how to be a good guest and how not to be a terrible guest at a wedding, which actually is a bit tougher than it sounds. Yeah, and it starts a long time before the wedding. It starts kind of from when your friend gets engaged. You need to show an interest and be a good pal. Yeah, I think, first of all, when they get engaged, resist the urge to react in any negative way at all, no matter what's going on. You're marrying him. (laughs) There's so many ways where I've heard people say that their friends reacted in a weird way and it made them feel weird. Just try, if you know it's coming, if you know a really close pal of yours or a sister, brother or something is getting engaged, just psych yourself up, get ready to go, oh, this is so exciting, I can't wait. You want to bring them positivity from the start. And don't bombard them with loads of questions. Just like let them be engaged for a bit. There's a load of things as well that come up that we are not fans of from a guest perspective, like demanding a plus one. Oh, yeah. No, that's not sound. That's not a thing, is it? uh, Oh, a lot of people do it. Yeah. They don't get their way, though, right? Sometimes, sometimes people feel pressured into it. But I think unless you won't know anyone at the wedding and you feel very uncomfortable about going on your own, if it's a make or break of you going, maybe. But if you're going to know people at the wedding, you definitely should not request a plus one. I can understand if, for example, there are children at the wedding, you want to bring your spouse to help you deal with the kid or something like that. There are reasons why you might actually step up and say, here, listen, I've got a question about plus ones. But in general, I'd be more so to ask for a plus one. Some people ask for a plus family, uh, which is also oh, really awkward. Lord. A friend of mine invited a cousin to her wedding and the cousin RSVP'd for herself, her husband and her two children. And it was a child free wedding. Oh, wow. so don't be doing that. <laughs> 
definitely don't do that. Oh God. Also on the theme of invitations, RSVP on time. Please. Guys, it's not that hard. I know what happens with a lot of people is you get your invitation, you're really excited genuinely to attend and then you pop it up in the fridge and you forget about I'm it. I'm guilty. I have done this. I definitely have done that before. Please try and remind yourself to RSVP so the couple don't have to remind you because they might have 200 people that they have to keep tabs on. Yeah. You be in charge of yourself. As a former bride, a lot of people said, oh, you know I'm coming. And you really cannot know 150 people are coming. You cannot keep track of them all. That doesn't fill the spreadsheet, Sheila. And it's also, (laughs) Sheila, that woman. Uh, But it's also about, RSVPing is about more than just your name on a list. It's about your dietary requirements. You might have a song to request for the playlist. Um, They might have other questions about your accommodation on there. So it's definitely courteous and just an absolute deal breaker. Just RSVP on time and be nice about it and include all the information you're supposed to. I would also say RSVP in whatever way that you were extended an invitation. So it's okay to RSVP via Facebook if they invited you via Facebook, but not if you've received like a beautiful stationery suite that they've put lots of time into. And money. And money. Yes. I would say just send them a card back or email whatever they've asked you for in the invitation. Just follow it. It's easy for everyone. I think as well, if you have special requirements to let them know, like if they haven't necessarily pointed it out, say perhaps dietary requirements, but also things like accessibility issues. If you need a ramp or you need just anything on the day. Yeah, or um, you have a health issue, you're going to need to sit down during the ceremony and you're not sure if they're having a standing ceremony, something like that. Yeah, I think it's wise to, to just point it out. And yeah, I think that's extending it a little bit further, just making sure that they don't have to come to you for the information. They don't have to remember your specific scenario. It would be great if they did, but they've got a lot going on. So it's good to just brief them on anything you might need. Another one for before the wedding even begins is to not, keep asking them lots of questions like on the week of the wedding not texting them being like where's your wedding again um, oh dear lord no no true story a friend of ours did that <laughs> not that we're going to shout her out um, hi Naomi hi um, but yeah no I think a lot of people kind of yeah do bombard you on the week of your wedding and you're really happy with the nice messages that are like don't need to write back just wishing you best of luck but when they are things like what time do we have to be there again it's very frustrating when you yeah. put out a, an invitation or we put it on a website. spent a lot of money and time communicating this information to you. I know it was a while ago, but like, please remember it and don't be asking me on the night of our rehearsal dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, top tip. Take a photo of an invitation when you receive it. So it's yes. on your phone if you lose the invitation. Maybe even email it to yourself yes. with a subject line. You know, Ben and Dan's wedding. Yes. so Very that, clear, traceable. Even if you lose your phone and the invitation, you can still get there on time. Pet peeve of mine is uh, people coming to couples with their outfit dilemmas. So like, yes. hey, I'm thinking of wearing this dress to your wedding. What do you think of it? They've got their own outfit to worry about. Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. We actually, a friend of ours got married recently and we set up our own WhatsApp group. That was just like all of us talking about what we it were wearing to the navigating the dress code, yeah. a full WhatsApp yeah. devoted to it. It was actually very helpful. We sent each other pictures. It yeah. helped us decide. Yeah. We didn't want to bother her because she had the matter of getting wet, like married to worry about. Yeah, but I definitely think, and it helps build up the excitement. Without, it was. It was fun in the, the end. Head. Uh, on the day itself, or what would be your top tips? I would say be on time, be on time, be on time. Those are my top three tips. At my wedding, uh, I was there ahead of a lot of guests 
and had to just basically stand outside while they all walked by me. I and it was shame- really awkward and I just like kept mm. looking at the ground being like, don't look at me. I shamefully have been that guest once, but it was a traffic <laughs> issue. It wasn't my fault. There was some like mad traffic issue in Dublin that day. But yeah, it's just, you're going to feel crap if you're rushed. It's it's the going to the airport principle. Yeah. Leave a half an hour before you think you need to leave. That way you'll be relaxed. You'll have... Um, better time on the day you'll be more excited you'll get to like cram in a bit of chats with the your other pals who a are lot attending. of modern day weddings have a drink beforehand as well so you can indulge yeah exactly you might get an extra drink in if you yeah. arrive early so we just ice cream on arrival a lot of people missed out i didn't get any ice cream at your wedding oh it was there i was <laughs> chugging away at my whiskey i brought my own whiskey oh yeah oh we should tell uh selena sang me up the aisle i did so i needed a little little tipple for my nerves oh, yeah. so yeah. no ice cream for me but yeah, the worst case scenario is that you turn up early, you have the chats with other guests, catch up with people you know. Uh, the worst case scenario, if you're late, is that you make a big hames of everything. Yeah, don't assume. A lot of people assume that a bride will be late. Um, and I was very punctual for my own wedding. So yeah, yeah absolutely not a given that the bride will be late. A lot yeah. of the time they're right on time or they're early kind of circling the block waiting to go in. Yes. So be on time, guys. Uh, another tip is to... Obey the dress code. So if someone asks you to a black tie wedding, dress in a fancy dress or a tuxedo or a black tie suit. Um, Don't just rock up in runners and... Khaki shorts? Yes. We have a post on this on the website that breaks down what all the dress codes mean, which is yeah, quite helpful. because sometimes they are confusing. Like what's semi-formal? What's black tie optional? What's... Exactly. I don't know. And if... You are confused about what the dress code means. It's okay at that stage to ask the couple because it's something that actually affects the day and how it will pan out. So it's okay to say, oh, listen, I'm not sure about this semi-formal. Am I okay to wear a two-piece suit and some smart shoes or whatever? And they should get back to you and give you the 411 on that. Dress codes don't tend to be an overly formal element of weddings these days. Except when it's something like black tie, a very ritzy event, a very ritzy dress code. And I know it's expensive, but you kind of have to cough up whatever money is required to get the outfit on. And there's if always you've... ways to be creative in finding an outfit that ties in. Exactly. If you're a woman particularly, you can cut costs in loads of ways. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, a lot of modern couples are asking for more creative dress codes. So things like dress colorfully. And I think a lot of times that's, part of the vibe they want to set same with black tie it's part of an atmosphere they want to create and and the outfits people are wearing are definitely a big part of that full disclosure i'm not mad on those dress codes that are like pearls and purple or something <laughs> and you're like well, what am i supposed to wear to yes. this bloody wedding it is restrictive but that said anytime i have faced one of those dress codes i've sucked it up and put the bloody pearls and purple on which brings us nicely onto our next point leave your gripes at the door selena well i'm trying to <laughs> God damn it, I'm trying. Uh, yeah, if you have, for example, someone also attending the wedding, you know that there is a bit of a conflict there for some reason, a relative of yours or a pal you haven't spoke to that's a mutual friend of yours and the couple, just give yourself a little talking to before the wedding. Maybe whoever you're going with, just say, oh, here, listen, if you see me talking to them and it looks like I've had a few pull me away, <laughs> make sure that you're ready to enjoy the day and not ever let your focus be pulled from having a good time and the couple onto something else, some yeah. other drama in your life Do that not happens. Bring the drama. No, and I mean it happens a lot. Like 
I have a friend who's going to a wedding soon and her ex is the best man and she's a bit nervous about that and completely understandably she is and I would be nervous too but because she is a classy dame I know that she's not going to let it get in the way of her having fun and she's going to just psych herself up and go listen it's going to be a great day I'm going to be careful not to drink too much which is another point we'll get on to and I'm going to just anytime I feel a little bit iffy give myself a little bathroom break go find someone who I know I'll have a great dance with have a little break over there, have a little chat with someone who I feel comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. And in the same vein, I think it's important for people to get into the spirit of it. So you might not like the food, you might be cold, you might be hot, you might not be comfortable in your chair, whatever. You kind of, again, in the same vein, have to suck it up and get on with it and kind of have fun regardless. There might be weddings with better fancy dress or that don't feel very you as such. Um, And I think you just have to decide that if you were invited the couple loved you they want you to be there and you just have to make the most of it go into it with an open mind even if you might not understand why your friends are having a religious ceremony and you're not comfortable with it go in just try to enjoy it as much as possible and if there's some element of the wedding that you just can't enjoy just keep it zipped yes and bide your time and you'll be dancing soon and in the vein of having fun mingling is also really important yes this is one that i didn't realize until I spoke to hundreds of couples and I've now realised the error of my ways because in the past I would totally stick to my own friend group at a wedding or if it was just me and my other half I'd stick with him I'm very guilty of doing this definitely because I wouldn't see it as anything that affected the flow of the day me interacting with other guests now I know that it's something the couple love to see is you and other people from their life like being pals and having a great time together and everyone kind of merging into one big friend circle that's really special for the couple if you can make that happen yeah there's something a bit mad about like seeing your uncle chatting to like your drunk friend at the bar and you're like what is he talking about it does make the whole day a little bit more surreal and exciting for you absolutely yeah that's something it's a really simple thing to remember is whoever you're sitting beside at the meal if you don't know them just make sure to have a chat ask them about themselves they're probably fascinating let's face it and you've probably been sat beside them for a very good reason if you are at a wedding that has a table plan and the couple have spent a lot of time and thought putting that together so yeah definitely kind of go in open-minded and have a chat with whoever you've been sat beside yeah shout out to the same friend Naomi who recently sat me across from someone who lived in the area that I was about to move into like how perfect was that I don't know if she actually knew that was what was going on but he gave me some great tips oh that's good she sat me beside someone who had a deaf ear on the side I was sitting beside him so I had to (laughs) shake the whole time but it was still so hit and miss there from (laughs) Naomi drinking and weddings so I am a big fan of the tactic of take in advance, a portion of the day, have it be your no drinking portion. Sober hour. Sober hour or sober section. So yeah. for most people, the ceremony will be sober. But as we said, drinks now happen Yeah. during, before the ceremony. Yeah, we weddings, had drinks. Are, weddings are getting boozier. They're getting, the ceremonies are getting pretty boozy. For me, because I don't drink wine, the meal is a perfect place because the drinks that I drink don't tend to really go with food well. But I understand that as wine drinker, Claire, that's not going to happen for you. So I would say maybe take an hour after the meal. I kind of stop once the dancing starts. I stop drinking. Yeah. I'm having too much fun. Exactly. And that's a perfect time because you're like, you're not awkwardly, maybe a little bit reservedly chatting with strange people you know you're all in on the dance floor having a great time so that's a time when it's maybe not even natural to drink don't abuse an open bar 
is another very important one. Selena has a nugget of an anecdote about this. So I was at a wedding where there was an open bar, which was so generous and amazing. And I actually, although I would never usually be so inappropriate, I actually said to a couple of people on the day, like, are you sure you want to do this? Because the groom was British. And I thought maybe he just doesn't understand that this is part of Irish culture is drinking a lot. You think that would be a stereotype that would get around, but maybe not. Uh, And... It was an amazing wedding and everyone really enjoyed the open bar. But we realised the next day that someone had gone up to the bar and ordered 140 shots of whiskey. Oh, my God. Now, there were 180 people at the wedding. So we still to this day don't know where they got 140 from. (laughs) I think there might have been a table of 14 and they ordered 10 each. Or meant Absolute to say nonsense. 14 and said 140. I don't know how you do Absolute that. nonsense. I mean, the groom was consulted by the venue and they he actually, in his drunken haze, said, yeah, that's grand because he was having such a great time. Uh, so it all Fair worked out. Fair play to the venue for checking with the groom. Oh, I think that's a must. Yes. Uh, yeah, you'd have to. But uh, it all worked out great. But um, if there is an open bar, they've been very generous. You know, don't go to town yeah don't take advantage I also think if you're a bit worried about drinking and you're in a venue where you have accommodation on site it's also a good idea to maybe like leave your credit card or debit card and just bring like a token amount of cash like say I have a hundred quid that's going to get me through you'll run out of the cash eventually and you'll go you know I actually don't need any more drink yeah try not to get into rounds I mean this is like life advice generally but particularly for weddings avoid getting into rounds particularly with a big group it's okay if it's two couples or something like that but otherwise um, and Slippery slope. avoid shots. They are the devil. This is directed at me because <laughs> I made everyone do shots at the one fab day Christmas party. I'm really sorry, guys. I died. <laughs> Claire died. Um, Technology in weddings. So this is another pet peeve of ours, especially because when we look at all the beautiful wedding photography that come in from real weddings, sometimes we see the most gorgeous shot that's been slightly compromised by some relative holding a giant iPad. Can I do a ceremony? public appeal here. Yes, go for it. Please don't bring iPads to weddings. They just, they're not cameras. They're not phones. They are like bringing a laptop to a wedding. Also don't bring laptops. <laughs> you wouldn't bring a laptop to a wedding. So why do people know. bring iPads? And then they hold them up and they get in the way of the gorgeous photography or the beautiful wedding video. And it's all you can see. This is another one I wouldn't have really thought about before I got into the world of weddings is that you need to be, as a guest, conscious of the photographer and not getting in their way. Like before you put your hand up, even if you have a very neat iPhone, before you put your hand up to take a photo, have a look around. Make sure that you're not just ruining the money shot that the photographer is getting of them having their first kiss as a married couple. Yeah. Also, if you're sitting on an aisle or at the front of the ceremony, wherever it is, don't film the whole thing and don't have your camera out the whole time. If it's really important to you to get one shot, get one shot. Again, I don't even think you should be taking any photos during the ceremony, but if that's the case... Just take one shot and then put your phone yeah. away. Um, we had a wedding recently where the father of, I think it was the groom, just had his phone for the whole thing. And every single ceremony photo, he's right at the front so you can see him. And it kind of ruins a lot of the shots. So I do think it's um, important to to just be mindful of that. Also, when, when the couple are walking either up or down the aisle before or after the ceremony, don't be taking photos then. That's often the time when a lot of people try and grab the shot of the dress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But the couple want to see you. They've invited you to their wedding. They don't want to see the back of your phone. Or a giant iPad in their face. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not Yeah, iPads. I think 
it's worth remembering they've paid for videographers and photographers who are professionals and are going to capture the day beautifully because that's their job. So you don't need to. It's okay to get a random one or two photos, maybe a little clip if you want it for yourself, for your own use. But the professionals are there for a reason. You don't need to be their wedding photographer. What are your thoughts? Now, we should probably do a whole episode on unplugged weddings, but what are your thoughts on guests sharing pictures on social media? So this is something that I have done in the past and in retrospect, regretted. So when the bride comes in, take a quick photo of her and upload it before even asking her permission. Selena! Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's it's a a ceremony. But this was years ago when Instagram was very, very new. Yeah, yeah. And I've since gone back and deleted it. And actually, I'm sure she didn't mind. But these days, people actually think about how their wedding will play out on social media. Back then, there was probably only three people in the whole wedding on Instagram anyway. So it didn't matter. But I think it's important to remember that A, they might not want to be on social media at all for their wedding. And B, if they do want their wedding to be on social media, they might want to be able to frame it in their own way. So they might just want to share a professional photo or they might not want to put it on a certain platform because they have certain relatives there that weren't invited. There are loads of balls in the air. So I would say it's okay to put up a photo of you and a guest that doesn't involve the couple. If you're going to put up a photo of the couple, I would say wait and follow their lead. It's not really appropriate to be asking them during their wedding because it's taken them out of the moment. But wait and see what they do in the couple of days after the wedding. Yeah, I'll definitely wait until a couple share a photo of their own wedding before I'll share their photo. But a lot of couples now outline what they want. So they'll share a wedding hashtag and say share away, like take loads of photos. Or they'll put on their ceremony booklet, maybe don't share it on social media. So definitely obey whatever they say. Yeah, respect the wishes that they've bothered to have nicely written on like a chalkboard or something. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to gifts... Are you a cash giver, a real present giver? I'm a bit of both. It depends. I look at who the person is and what my relationship is to them. If I don't feel like I know them at all, absolutely 100% cash. If I feel like I know them quite well, I know what they might like, I might pick out a gift as well as cash, like do a havesy kind of thing. Mm. Or I might come to them and say, listen, I was thinking about getting you this as a gift. Is that okay? Is that something you want? Just to give them the option so they can say to me, actually, my mom was going to get me that. Yeah, I think it's okay to do presents. I mean, no one's going to specify cash. No, but then a lot of couples... Like, I didn't specify cash, but I didn't specify anything, which meant I wanted cash. Um, but it's kind of hard to to know. I kind of, yeah, we didn't ask for anything. But I think a lot of couples now, if they if they would like gifts or want to invite gifts, they'll have a gift registry. And I really like that that's kind of coming back and becoming a bit more trendy now. Yeah, as a guest, I really like the idea of a gift registry. And I'm still waiting to be invited to a wedding that has one, but they are getting really popular now. Just because it gives you the option, you know it's something that they really want want and you feel really confident in your gift and you're not worrying about it and you're also not worrying like oh did I spend enough did I not spend enough because with the gift registry you're not really keeping track of who spent what you're just going oh that vase that was Selena's vase she got me I'll keep it forever and cherish our memories together <laughs> that's what I'm hoping Selena's in the currently making me a wedding blanket as my wedding gift I'm very I got married two years ago and I'm still <laughs> it's coming my... I know it is that's it's gorgeous we'll put a picture up on Instagram eventually yeah in in two to four years <laughs> Two to four years. Listen, it'll get done, Claire. It'll be fabulous. Uh, We could go on. We could go on. There are so many tips. Be sound is the overriding. That's it, yeah. Uh, Oh, don't do what my aunt did. Hi, Aunt Brida. Um, 
she stood in front of the photographer with her own professional type camera and basically took their photos that they had set up like before them which she I understand she wanted to get a photo of our family all together but the photographer was basically like yeah no I couldn't have captured it myself <laughs> and uh, you're doing a way better job than me and basically just like sassed her um yeah maybe don't I didn't realize that was something we even needed to advise against (laughs) oh good lord okay stand right in front of the photographer and take their photo (laughs) it sounds like we're gonna have to do a second episode on more things yes that you shouldn't do yeah if you have any other tips uh, send them along our way and we'll use them in round two one fab day listener dilemmas on the one fab day wedding podcast we are here to answer any and all of your wedding planning dilemmas that our listeners might be faced with. So, uh, Selena, we have one that was sent to us this week. So this person writes, I really hate getting my photo taken and my partner feels the same way. We're thinking about not having a photographer, but all of our friends think we're mad. Surely someone will get a few nice photos on the day. Thoughts? Okay, this one is really easy for me. Get a photographer. Get a photographer. (laughs) Absolutely get a photographer. Actually, my pal said this to me as well not so long ago when she was planning her wedding. She was like, I just feel really awkward about it. We're just not sure. Get a photographer. There will be a photographer out there who is able to deal with whatever awkwardness around photography that you have. There's a photographer for everything, whether you just want a half day photographer or just someone to do family portraits or just someone to do any element of your day and there's definitely photographers out there who'll just shoot in the background a yeah, reportage candid style. documentary yeah. style photos yeah. you don't have to do portraits like yeah. no photographer will force you to do portraits so don't worry about that Yeah, I would say just um, have a look at some photographers pick out someone that you really like the look of and just go to them and just be really upfront with your worries and just say listen I'm really nervous about the portrait session I'm not sure if I want to have one and they will guide you through it and if you click with them and you get a good feeling about them everything will work out great and you will end up having lovely photos to remember for the day because the photos last forever there's not much from your wedding that you'll have after the day but the photos you will and there's nothing I'll ever push on any couple to do for their wedding as a non-negotiable but photographer is the one thing you want to have that lovely photo to keep forever absolutely say hello to a new era of mental health care Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I, Fester Adam, do hereby declare my unending love. <laughs> Ditto. 
I will worship you forever. Now for something that's not your wedding. We are very aware that wedding planning can take over your entire life and being, so that's why we make a little room in the podcast every week to chat about something outside of the world of weddings. So Claire, you've got something you are loving at the moment. Yes, my new obsession is listening to biographies in audiobook format. I am addicted. I am someone who falls asleep the minute I start reading a book and I've listened to three books in the last month, which is groundbreaking for me. And uh, it all started with Michelle Obama. Which I also listened to on audiobooks. Oh, so and good. Her loved tones. Uh, so th- beautifully written. Yes, beautifully written. And just her voice is so gorgeous and just in my ears. I was beautiful. And the thing with an audiobook is, or the thing with an autobiography is the fact that it's often the author who reads it, which gives a whole new dimension to the book which I really like so I've listened to Busy Phillips book as well which was very different to Michelle Obama's but it's really nice because it kind of gets you a lot more engaged with the story as well. So intimate I think when the person is telling you their own story and it's their real voice. Yeah absolutely and uh, and you just I don't know I find it so much more engaging than actually reading which probably makes me sound really but listen, Dim. if that's the way <laughs> you get your books read, you yeah, got to do I, it. I'm getting through my literature now. Um, I don't know if it'd be the same for fiction. I can only stand over autobiographies, but I think everyone should do it. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. So thank you so much for listening to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We are with you every single week, giving you all the info you need to plan your ideal wedding day. If you know someone else getting married that could do with a helping hand, send them our way. You can also drop us a line at hello at onefabday.com with all your wedding dilemmas and questions. And you can hit us up on social media at onefabday on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast.